Hi, I'm Ben, and this is my podcast where I share interviews, tips, and ideas to help you build a better marketing strategy. You've got a swanky new website, but you're not happy with the speed. It just feels slow. You know your customers won't like a slow slight, but do you know that speed is also a factor in search optimization? Here are some tips and WordPress plugins from Tim Nash at 34SP on how to speed up your website. I'm sorry, but the audio wasn't great for this episode, so please bear with it. I blame the internet. Obviously, you can get a great host who's going to have good, fast uh, and secure infrastructure in the first place. But over and above that, what other things could you do to um, improve WordPress, slim it down, make sure it's operating as fast and uh, securely as possible? So obviously you ruined the strap line of just getting good, again, good hosting. I mean, that's the ultimate, wrong side, ultimate performance sitting over there. But having good hosting does make a huge difference. So we'll get that sort of marketing out. I'll just, I just uh, um, let you know that when we, we were using shared hosting, ah, uh, shock horror, for some of our uh, websites um, last year at some point. Um, and it was just getting horrible, dog slow. In fact, it's getting so bad that they're, I don't know what they were doing, but there were 500 errors coming up and it wasn't to do with our um our code um we moved to you and i think that one of the websites at its fastest was about let's say 1.5 seconds moved to you without changing anything else anything else and it went down 2.4 seconds um which was just amazing and not only was the the website faster itself but the admin was just very quick so, I mean, it made just a huge difference picking the right host to begin with, because I think some people can be on that shared hosting and they're doing everything else they can to optimize it and spending a lot of energy before making actually one of the biggest changes, which is the host. Sorry to interject, but I think it was just such a, a, a big moment for us. Well, I mean, and it will be for a lot of people. So um, it, it's very hard to date that because obviously, unless you move, you and moving is a lot of work and a lot of worry. Um, and we've got some stuff to help with that with templates and bits. But on the whole, moving to a good host, good start. Um, the next thing is to work out where your bottlenecks are, um, because quite often it's not where people think. And it, performance is weird because it's two things. It's how fast your site really is, but then there's that perceived performance. And we can cheat perceived. We can make things look and feel fast while actually it's still being dog slow behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> So when it, whenever we get somebody saying, I have performance issues, and we do still get people who come on and say, I'm, just I'm having really poor performance issues. And we will we'll look at that. We normally use a couple of tools to help us. One, which is a server-based tool, which uh, most people wouldn't normally have access to, is something called Xdebug. And that allows us to do uh, proper profiling. So we can see exactly every function inside each function, the syscall. So what the underlying system is doing, and we can have a look through and work out exactly what's holding things up now for most people that's probably we've just jumped a massive gun in both the technical understanding and how much you really need so another plugin that we a plugin we actually recommend people use is something called query monitor um, and that's a really good tool to allow us to go through and it gives us breakdowns of every page that loads and we can see which scripts took how long to load which functions took what how long to load what sql queries were on the page and you can start seeing oh that's weird that plugin that we installed last week well that's called on every single one of these slow pages and it's taking 30 seconds to load i don't know maybe we'll just get rid of that plugin 
Um, and ultimately, the biggest piece of performance advice that I give is nearly always slim down your plugins. I'm one of these people who's very keen on one plugin per job. So I'm not necessarily saying you should have only one plugin. I think you can have lots of plugins, but they just need to be performant. So, but it's all about looking at those plugins and going, okay, well, this one is the one that's causing this problem. Let's see if we can find a replacement. Or let's work with the developers to make a new one. Um, I'm not a huge fan of recommending lots of performance plugins because they all work in a very similar way, which all lead to problems further than the line. Um, internally, I have a, a, a phrase that I use all the time, which is caching can and will screw with you. And it's so true. Um, if you don't know what you're doing with caching, it will screw with you and yeah. cause problems. So I'd much rather fix basic problems by going and actually identifying what they are and fixing through. You can do all the minification and concatenation you like, but that's the thing that will really make a difference is going through finding those problematic plugins and just either removing them, tweaking them, or going to the dev and saying, hey, why is it taking 30 seconds to load? Which some do because they'll be doing a callback to a, they'll be trying to make a remote get request to a site that no longer exists. Yeah. Um, even this morning, I had an example where I had a uh, plugin that had a license checker and the license checker's domain had expired. Oh no. <laughs> so every page load was taking like an extra five, 10 seconds That's because right, they would yeah. coded in that they said, wait for this, go get the license. And it curl would go, okay. No, can't find the domain. But that whole process took so long that it just churned through. Not good. Yeah, <laughs> we've had that. something similar with even just um, fav icons, because I think the browser will try and pick up a fav icon anyway. And if you haven't got it there, it just holds a little bit longer, just a little bit yep. longer while it's just t waiting for that timeout before it goes. It won't affect the site. I mean, the site runs fine, but it wants that fav icon. And I've, I've found that with anything, just just looking through what's being loaded. And as you say, making sure that they are they are loading correctly, that it's loading the right thing. And that query monitor plugin was very useful, actually. You recommended that, um, I think, last year. Very useful to diagnose a few issues that we had on our site. Not to do with speed, but um, it was just, uh, I, I can't remember what it was now, but it was, it was very useful. I, it's one of my favorite tools mm. um, because it's uh, user-friendly. So I, I don't feel worried about, normally when I come on to a podcast that has a, uh, a wide technical audience there and I start talking, they start running away, <laughs> Not, especially the non-technical people. So the query monitor might look scary initially, but it really is just information. And it, it, it's pretty simple. It's color-coded, so red, bad, green, good. You can work your way through. Like, so yes. clicking, through the, clicking through those tabs, it's pretty easy to work out. Oh, that's bad. That's good. So I'm not too scared about any. There's not a button that says delete my site immediately or <laughs> any command line stuff you have to type. It's just install it, and it gives you a lovely panel that just tells you what's going on. Um, and, so, so, and sometimes, even if you're not able to fix the problem, if you're the client and you, you don't have access to the files to make changes, sometimes having a little bit no, more non knowledge about problems and what's going on can give you um, the right information to nudge the developer, to point them in the right direction, that uh, that you know a little bit about what's going on and that they're going to make, they're going to be motivated to make the change rather than fobbing you off or, or saying, well, it's not, you know, it's not hugely an issue. Certainly as a hosting company, we spend a lot of time, our, our support team deal with slow site problems, at, not as often, thankfully, as you know, other hosts do, presumably with their poorer performance. But uh, we, we don't, when we do have problems, we can normally identify it to a plugin. 
we've always found that the more information that we can say, here is this information, here is this stack trace, here is this, send that to the developer. And if they have questions, we'll happily answer them. Um, and that when we do that, we very rarely get questions back. Whether that's because we've just frightened the developer into submission, <laughs> I don't know. Um, versus if we say, oh, it's this plugin, it's just slow. So the more information you can give to the developer, the more that they can go, oh, I can see this is genuinely a problem. Mm. And again, especially with performance, this perception is a huge thing because what you might consider to be slow, the developer might think, well, it works fine on my dev site. So, you know, it's a little slow, but it's not massively slow. I've caught myself saying, oh, well, that's a, that's a little slow. But it's, not, it's not massively slow. Of course, I'm not the person who has to use that site yeah. every single day for eight hours. And if it was that slow over eight hours, then I'd probably be really upset and want someone to fix it. Whereas as the, the dev coming in, I've gone, well, eh, it's, it's reasonably fast. Well, and also if you think, uh, if you think about it from a search optimization point of view and using Google's tools in terms of speed test, they'll often test speeds on a, a fake 3G connection. And if your site is a little bit slow on a broadband connection, if it goes on to a 3G connection, it will just exacerbate that and make it even worse. And so even just small gains on a fast connection can be massive, massively impactful on that. I mean, that's a, a good tip generally, is that if you go to uh, Google Lighthouse, if you're using Chrome, uh, so if you're going into your uh, network tab and then it took reports and audits, you can have it bring up internally. If you, in there, there's a drop down that lets you change the speed. Um, now, what we tend to recommend is you start with non-capped so that it's your normal speed. And when you're happy that everything is nice and green and it's all wonderful, then you slowly start slowing it down, which will keep somebody in business for a very long time. Because once you're getting down to the 3G, it, it, there's always going to be problems. Yeah. So... Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun recently um, going through various SEO audits and we have to look through the waterfall of um, everything loading in order from the very beginning all the way through to the very end to find those pinch points, basically, to see what script is taking a long time. Is it loading from multiple domains? Is it doing this, that and the other? It, it, it uh, does keep you busy <laughs> when you're looking at things to that level. But if you've got a lot of people using it, it's going to make a lot more difference for each and every single person. Google's going to be happy and also you're going to be happy because you're, you know, overall it's going to be delivering better performance um, for the servers. There's also a difference between performance for an individual and concurrency. So if you have somebody, a site that's really blindingly fast for this one person, but can't <laughs> stand up if there's 10, of, 10 yeah. people come to the site at the same time, that's a completely different set of problems. But it often gets bundled into the same sort of brush and said, oh, it's performance issues. It's like, and then that's that that's starting to talk about scalability of the hosting rather than the performance of the site if you found this podcast interesting then you might like my marketing club you can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business pro members get access to my live webinars every single month along with all the previous webinars i've produced there's even a podcast version you can listen to while you're doing the dishes find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com club that's ratherinventive.com slash club. Bye for now.